Well, joining us now here to give us his analysis of all of this is the great Bill O'Reilly, great best-selling author, radio host, TV host, and so much more. Bill, so great to have you here on the show. Thank you for joining us. Sure, Rita. I agree with you that uh, Governor Huckabee Sanders uh, did a very, very good job in putting uh, President Biden into perspective on two fronts that he's perceived to be weak overseas, and we know that to be true. There's no doubt about that. Um, And that he's a prisoner of the radical left woke mob here in America, which I believe is true. I think most fair-minded people can see over the past two years the insanity of uh, our criminal justice system declining, the woke school stuff, the pitting one skin color against the other, Um, it's there if you are a perceptive person, there's no doubt about it. So she was very, very strong. Biden himself was pretty, pretty good tonight as far as delivery was concerned. He didn't, um, falter, spoke for more than 60 minutes, looked okay, but I didn't learn anything, you know, and in my litmus test in a speech, if I'm going to invest that kind of time, I'd like to learn something, but I learned nothing. It was the standard Democratic Party speech. The corporations are evil. They don't pay their taxes. Um, Abortion as much as we can get, even though he's a Roman Catholic. Um, Gun crime, not street gang crime. Never a mention of that. It's all gun crime. Somehow the guns just kind of walk themselves and shoot people. Um, You know, it, it was what you have heard a thousand times, but there was one colossal deception that I want to bring to uh, WABC listeners. So he's there telling you how good the economy is, which is what he does every day. But people know their own circumstance, and the polls show that most Americans think you're getting hosed under the Biden economy by paying more for food and gas and everything else. So he gets up there and says, hey, I cut the deficit by $1.4 trillion, and then Kamala Harris and all the Democrats stand up and applaud. And I'm going to myself, hold it. The first year you were president, the deficit was $2.8 trillion, by far the most ever in this country. It went down to $1.4 trillion the second year. Because the COVID mandate stopped. You didn't cut anything. You increased spending, government spending. Yet he's up there trying to do this three-card Monty business, to, you know, and most people don't have those stats at hand. And it was such a deception. I'm, I'm sitting here with my mouth open. How are you going to get away with this? But I will submit to you that the corporate media won't even mention him, Rita. You know, one of the other things, too, Bill, he also brought up, um, as you um, are always so perceptive at these things, he talked about the same thing with how many jobs were created. Right. Um, and he starts from nothing. Yes. And he, he doesn't mention He starts from the COVID. shutdown of COVID. But he always does that. Every day he does that. Um, but the, the deficit thing, because I had my staff go back and look. I mean, it's just unbelievable. (laughs) It's like, 
um, the mayor of Chicago saying, hey, I'm cutting crime because last year we had 10,000 people shot in the streets. And today, this year we had 9,700 shots. So, hey, I'm the crime fighter. It's insane. And then, um, you know, look, the country's divided. New York City is Democrat. The suburbs out here on Long Island where I am are tending Republican now, trending Republican because the violent crime is so out of control. But Biden is a weak man, and that's where Huckabee Sanders zeroed in. He's weak, and he's weak because he doesn't really understand what's happening. I have said this on my show that leads into your show every night, Common Sense, at 9 o'clock on WABC. He doesn't, he, he doesn't grasp that he attacking the fossil fuel industry on his first day in office, ignited inflation. He doesn't understand that he rescinding Trump's remain in Mexico policy opened that border to 6 million people crossing illegally. He doesn't understand it, literally doesn't understand it. And that is dangerous. You know, it's interesting, Bill. He um, and Sarah Huckabee Sanders tapped into this. She said Biden inherited Probably the most secure border, uh, a country, a world at peace. Um, And yet, look at where we are now. Uh, And I couldn't believe at one point he actually sort of tried, I use the analogy, Bill, that he tried to kind of act like John Wayne, uh, that he got down a spy balloon after it crossed across the country and went over all our secret facilities. Like that was acting tough. What was your response to that? Well, look, I always have a problem with deception. And the Biden administration knew four days before the news story broke that the Chinese balloon had passed into U.S. airspace over the Aleutian Islands in Alaska. And for four days, they tried to keep it secret, just as they knew that he had classified documents in his think tank in D.C. and his home in Delaware, and they kept it quiet for two months. That's deceiving the American public. So, look, if Biden wants to think he's a tough guy, which she, fine. All right. Um, I know that that Biden is not feared by most foreign leaders. I know that. Whereas Trump was. He was feared. And the Afghanistan thing just opened the gates for Putin and the other bad guys to push the United States as far as they think they can get away with it. And everybody, we are talking to the great Bill O'Reilly here on the Rita Cosby Show. You know, Bill, let me ask you also, just overall, because this president gave his address, and of course, uh, it comes where even Democrats really don't want him to run a second term. There was an Associated Press poll that shows that 37% of Democrats say they want him to seek a second term. Do you think he changed any minds tonight? And do you think he is going to come out and say, uh, yeah, uh, I'm going to run a second term, that this was sort of a soft launch, if you will, for him tonight? Jill Biden wants him to run. That's who the decision maker is in that house, Jill Biden. Now, I don't know why. Maybe she likes the perks. I don't know why. I have said for years that he's not going to run because he can't stand up to the rigors of a campaign. He's not going to be able to fly to the states 
and do all of that. He, if you watch him physically, his gait, his walk, you can see it. All right. So I still believe he will not run. But the Democratic Party is in serious trouble because they don't have a replacement for him. They can't go to Harris, whose poll numbers are worse than his. And the only other visible person is Newsom in California, who screwed up his state in an unbelievable way. So there's no one else there. They're desperately trying to convince Michelle Obama to run. So far, she has resisted that. She doesn't want to get into this, even though Michelle and Barack Obama have a tremendous sway over the White House through Susan Rice, who is the domestic policy advisor, but who's really the most powerful person in the White House, Susan Rice, and they're, they're best friends. But they don't have anywhere to go right now, Rita, and there's only about five more months to get somebody on the board. But you're correct in saying that the Democrats don't believe, unless there's a colossal turn of events, that Biden can beat a regular Republican. If Trump gets it, then that's a whole different ballgame because Trump brings in a lot of baggage. Yeah, of course. And listen, Trump, it sounds like he's going to have competition with uh, a number of folks throwing their name in the hat, possibly as early as next week, Nikki Haley and others. Um, Bill O'Reilly, you are awesome, my friend. It is so great to get your perspective on such an important night. Of course, you can always hear Bill every night right before me on WABC. Lucky me to have Bill right before me at 9 o'clock on 77 WABC. Bill, thank you so sure, much Rita, for joining us. Can I say one more, one more thing? Absolutely. Okay. Number one, you can catch me uh, leading into uh, Curtis at noon. We do a commentary, and then uh, we do one for uh, Sid in the morning. But the, Biden took a cheap shot at the end of his speech that everybody's overlooked that I think people might want to think about, because this reflects on him as a person, not a politician. He equated the break-in of the Pelosi home in San Francisco, where that maniac went in and tried to hurt the Pelosi's. He equated that with January 6th and Trump. That was an unbelievable cheap shot. Not worthy of the office of the presidency. But Biden did it. Well, because he can't help. He had to get in MAGA Republicans bad somewhere. In his yeah, speech, but it was you know? bad. Yeah. <laughs> it was bad, bad, I, bad, bad. I agree with you. I agree with you. Bill, thank you for okay, all your Rita, incredible thanks for having risk. me. Thank Cheers. You. Thank you so much. The great Bill O'Reilly, best-selling author, a great radio host and TV host. And, of course, you can hear him constantly on 77 WABC because we love Bill and appreciate his perspective so much. Tax day is coming. Oh, no. But if you sign up for Robinhood Gold's IRA with a 3% match, you can get up to $195 for the 2023 tax year. Oh, yeah. Sign up at Robinhood.com slash boost by tax day to get the biggest contribution match on the market. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC.